Hello and welcome to the Learning Human Podcast. This is a very special episode with two of my closest friends, Joel, who has some experience with plant medicine, and Jackson, who like me, has no experience. We sit down to have a conversation about our upcoming ayahuasca and wachuma ceremony. We talk about our fears, our phobias of shitting ourselves and throwing up, our desires, our intentions for the ceremony. If you've ever wanted to try a plant medicine, this is a great episode for you to learn through us. Thanks for being curious. Come learn with us and enjoy the ride. Joel Jackson. Hello. Thank you for being here. So we're here together to talk about ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. Jackson and I have signed up to do it in the next two weeks. Yeah. And Joel, you've done it how many times? I have done 11 nights with ayahuasca in the span of six different ceremonies. Six different like retreats. Joel, we've seen each other a couple times, and Jackson and I are just dying to ask you questions. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, no, 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 save it for the podcast. Don't say anything. Don't ask any questions. So thank you for being here. We're gonna just unload a bunch of questions and kind of go into a little bit of what to expect, but what we're looking to get out of it. Some intentions. I just want to say right off the top that I'll do my best to answer. I am in no way an expert on mm-hmm. the subject. I am just someone who has journeyed. Of course. Uh, more than a few times. And for anybody listening, yes. we're not condoning this. We're not recommending it. This is just something Jackson I'm recommending I- it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just to be clear, Joel is recommending it. Yeah, 100% on board. Yep. Jackson, do you want to ask the first question? All right, first question. Well, we're both doing both ayahuasca and San Pedro. Yes. So Mother and father. Mother and father. And father's mescaline, correct? It is a close... Relative of mescaline. Why are we doing both? That's a good question. That's a great question. The purpose of doing both is at night, you do mother, which is a feminine energy. And and she is pretty much like a mirror for you. She holds up a mirror to you and you are then given all these things that will arise throughout your experience that you may need to look at about yourself or about a situation you're in and they may not always be pretty and they may not always be lovely and happy and exciting. It's harder stuff because it's things that you need to work on. And, you know, when you are faced with something that's darker, you actually get to realize that that is part of you and accept it and honor it. But are these things that are like you're thinking about prior to going in or are they just popping up random? It's both. Oh boy. So going in, you have an intention. Yes. Well, hold on one second. Let me, let me finish this one, this thought. So yes, mother's at night because she brings out, she brings it all up. She rises all the stuff. And Mm -hmm. then the next day is father who then it's more of a social medicine. So mother, you're silent and you're in the dark and you're by yourself. Well, you're not by yourself. You're in a room with other people. During the day you're on, you're with father and that's social and you talk and you integrate and you share and you move and you're able to like interact with people. Oh, wait, while you're on, on it, you're so, yeah. Yeah, all day, 10 hours. That's a 10 Father's hour 10 experience. Hours. Father's 10 hours. God damn, wow. Father. And you can be social and. Totally, 100%. Well, yes. I mean, there are times, there are certain situations where you might need your own time. Mm-hmm. There are many situations when you might need your own time, but yeah, you're very, it's a very uh, social thing. All right, so doing other hallucinogens or other drugs of sorts, there is usually a extreme come up about a half hour in, and then a plateau drop, possibly another come up, right? Mm-hmm. Does this come in waves, or is this just 
10 hours. Once you're in, you're in. You're talking Father, San Pedro? Yeah. It can wave. The peak, though, is probably around four hours into it. That is insane. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And they're both T's, right? How do you ingest them? Aya is a tea and San Pedro is either pills or a powder that you mix in with water and chug. Okay. Okay. I like the chug thing. And it tastes terrible. You you say you like the chug thing now until you do it. (laughs) And then you realize you don't like the chug thing. Oh, boy. (laughs) I have a a very strong reaction to drinking both of these. It is hard for me. What is that reaction like? It is. things. I mean… I mean, yes, <laughs> but the, I mean, the taste does not go well with my taste buds. Again, they make it in like a lemon lime flavor, or is this? Mm, we should we should ask yeah. we should ask if they could work that out. <laughs> Some artificial flavoring. I'm sure that's good for this. The intake survey asks what flavor you'd like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Start bottling the stuff. Yeah. Good luck with that. That'd be great. More people could have it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so what I know about what we're about to do mm-hmm. in this experience is that it's in a, re- a retreat environment. You're going to be with a bunch of other people, and it's recommended to wear white. It is. Now, the other thing I know about ayahuasca is that there's this concept of purging. It's going to come out one way or the other. And so I want to know why the hell white is the color of choice. It's <laughs> a great question. White is the color of choice because it is clear energy. It's pure. It just promotes and keeps the vibe of clear and energy in the room, in the space, and on you. Okay. So in the purge context, have you purged? Yes. Which way? Both. And do you like clean well, up after yourself? There's more. Actually, there's even more ways than that than purge. There's throwing up. There's diarrhea, crying. There's laughing, yawning, sighing. All of these are purges. And all of these can happen. It's not just going to be one. They could. They could all happen to you. A multiple could happen to you. It's not just going to yes. be like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will experience more than one of those. Is this the same with father or just mother? Just mother. Just mother. Father, you can you can throw up on you can throw up and have diarrhea on father as well, but <laughs> father's the party drug. Fucking hell, man! What are we doing? I have no God idea. Damn it. All right, so Joel, so you've done this eleven times. What was the catalyst for you to want to do this? I was in a really dark place about six years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, decided to go see a therapist. And I had been working with a therapist for two years after that moment. And I was started buying edibles from this young lady that I knew. And she knew me for like two hours total in my life, in our lives. One day, January, four Januarys ago, she texts me. She says, I was just telling a friend of mine about an ayahuasca experience I had. And I thought of you. And I think it's something that you'd be really interested in. And I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, really? That's in-? I was like, I don't know what that is, first of all. And I was like, I don't know why you think that I would be interested in it. But then I looked or it up. you know me to that standpoint? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I looked it up and then I wrote back, yes, I am interested in this. And can we get together and talk about it? So we sat down and talked about it. She told me about her experience. And I was like, I so badly want to do this. Why do you think that is? She goes, well, why do you think, why did you think of me? And she was like, well, you were different than, you're different than all the other, than other people that I 
was selling to at the time. Mm-hmm. She was just like, there was something about you that I was getting off of you that I thought that this would just be something that would fit in with what, who you were, what you were about. And uh, she talked about empaths and empathy. Then she told me her story. And I said, I want to do this. How can I do this? She said, here's the email of the shaman that I went to. He's going to be in Brooklyn next weekend. You should email him to see if you can get in. I did. A week later, I was doing ayahuasca for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it completely 180'd my life. I was like just caught in the circle of being a victim. I was in victim mode for my whole life. Just victim. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. And then I, through the help with therapy and ayahuasca, I then came out of that first experience and I was like, oh, I'm not a victim. I just am. And it's good. And it changed everything. It changed everything. My whole perspective on life has shifted because of that. Did you go in with your intention of being like, I want to figure out my victim mentality? Or did that surprise you? It was surprising. I went in. My my What were my three intentions were, man, that was so long ago. But what were my three intentions going in? I was, growing up, I had a situation with my urethra for a very long time that affected a lot of things. It was a very painful thing mentally and physically. And so my first intention was I want to understand my relationship between me and my urethra. And then two was what is stopping me from doing the things that I want to do. And for, uh, I forget what the third one was off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. What was four? Yeah. Weird. There was no, there was no four. <laughs> what was D? Yeah. But that's, the, that's exactly my <laughs> perception of the world is so different that I don't count one, two, three anymore. I count one, two, four, three. I like that. <laughs> Fuck the Arabic number system. And they were all answered. All those questions were answered to a point, enough of a point in that ceremony that it blew my mind. So in what way are these messages communicated to you? Are they communicated to you in in visions? Are they communicated into memories of past, visions of the future, people you know? Is it some woman that's going to appear in my life and tell me what's going on, like on, on chalkboard? She's going to write out, Kyle, this is what's going on in your life. You need to do X, Y, and Z to fix your life. Yes to all of those. Chalkboard. Straight out. I like chalkboards. It will happen in whatever way it needs to happen. I can't wait to tell you guys after. Oh my God, there was a chalkboard. It was amazing. (laughs) Okay. Can I go into this with cynicism and still have it happen? Like if I were to not prep myself, have anything in my mind that I'm trying to work through, reconcile or find about myself and just walk into this being like, whatever, drink the tea, wear the white, will I have the exact same experience or a similar enough experience? Do the intentions matter? Or can I walk in there with kind of a blank slate and just kind of be apathetic towards it and then have the medicine, the mother and the father kind of take over my psyche and unlock things? I mean, yes, you could. Definitely. Yeah. There's no rule with Aya that says you have to tell her what you want to work on because right. she is going to, she knows what you need to work on. Okay. I get, yeah, I guess that's driving <laughs> towards what the actual question is. That's like what I'm how, about. I guess the real question is how focused do you have to be going in or in tune with yourself? Like you knew that you were in this victimhood mentality and that you needed to work on things yourself and you had, you had set intentions going in. I'm wondering how much is it the medicine that can unlock these things versus like who carries the weight in this? Is it the medicine or the, the personal reflection prior to going in? 
Well, they both play a big part. Okay. They both play their role. I've experimented with intentions and I've experimented with going in without intentions. Both times I've had incredible epiphanies or things shown to me that I needed in that moment or I needed for a certain thing or that let me know that there was something deep in me that I didn't know I needed to work on. Okay. You've gone on the retreat that we're going to go on, correct? Yes. Okay. I've done it three times and I will be doing it the week before you guys go up. Okay. Three different retreats or just three? Yeah, three different retreats. This retreat, three different times. Got it. Okay. So what well, is the set? Two and a half t- different times. What's the, How do you do a half? Yeah, what yeah, happened? What there? happened? I actually don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I need to Does, know this. And I feel like I want to say this right now. I was going to wait, but as of this morning, I will also be at the weekend you guys are at. What? Yes. Are you kidding? That's yes. fucking awesome. Oh. <laughs> All right, it's going to be that's a game changer. That's, <laughs> that's a fucking game changer. Game changer. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh man. Yeah. That's so you're doing game. back to back. Yes. Space opened up. Mm-hmm. Space space was open. Space was open and I filled it. Did <laughs> That's awesome. That makes me very happy. That makes yeah, me super happy. It makes me really happy too. Yeah. That's all right. really cool. I'm really so happy. So then since we're all going to be in the same space at this retreat, what's the environment when you take mother, right? Father, apparently it's going to be much more socially around each other and you're kind of talking about stuff. Like, are we in a empty space and like a living room? Are we outside in a field? What's the environment that we're going to be in? This particular place we will be at has a ceremony room and attached to the house. And then there's a living room area. So there's 16 people that are going to be participating in the mother journey at night. Well, 16 people that are going to experience the whole weekend. Yeah. That are participating. And then there's the facilitators that are there to help. And And they do it with us, Guide. They take a facilitator's dose. Right. Which is less. For the most part, mm-hmm. so, so that they're in tune with us. Everybody has their own mat, which is provided, and bucket, which is provided, uh, as you know, because you saw the one sheet. And there will be, since there's 16, there will be a few people, like four or five people in the living room. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be the rest in the ceremony room, mm-hmm. Okay, which really doesn't make a difference. Because everybody will be having their experience. No, it doesn't matter where you are. Right. You're like, if I was sitting next to the both of you, am I going to be super aware that you're next to me? Or am I going to be on my own journey? You will be mostly on your own journey and also aware that I'm next to you. Okay. Would you uh, recommend sitting next to people you know or no? I I really hope you say yes. <laughs> uh, you can totally sit next to people, yes, that you know. I'm pretty close I, with both of you, but I feel like after this, we're going to be very close. Me and my yeah. girlfriend, we decided that every time we do it together, we will be across the room from each other. Mm. Wait, it's the same room. It's Yeah, because it's we're super connected. And the last time we were there, it was like stuff was going on and with her, and it was affecting me mm. greatly. I had, to leave, I had to walk out of the room because I just had to like step away. Because you wanted to like, Care for her or check in with her or it was just like... No, I don't feel that need because the people that are there are well-equipped to do so. I just needed to get out of the room because it was... I started throwing... I started purging for her. Mm. Well, and I needed to leave the room. And immediately when I left the room, I felt better. Wow. All right, yeah, okay. That's another question. What are my motor skills going to be like? 
can I just get up and walk around? Can I skip? Am I going to want to just, like <laughs> what re- level? I don't recommend skipping. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> the white and the purging. Yeah, get, yeah that's right. There's, an, there's a, something they call the Iowa walk. The Iowa? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's very Is that when you clench your butt cheeks together? You want to walk slower. It's also, there's no lights on. No electricity is allowed to be used the whole night. It's all black. Oh, it's, it's pitch black? Candles. 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 That's okay. safe. That's yeah, battery, that battery powered can, power candles. Oh, that's safe. Uh, that's, yeah, that is safe. They've thought this through. They probably didn't start there, though. Before. They probably yeah. started with regular candles and learned. Yeah. yeah. Wherever you are, this is one of the great things about Aya for me, is that wherever you are, wherever your mat is in conjunction to anybody else, or in relationship to anybody else, is where you're supposed to be. Mm. It is these lessons that you get are just like, this is what it means to be present because where you are is where you're supposed to be. So that situation and this person that you're next to that you may not know that you may feel like nervous about, Mm -hmm. or you may feel like you connected right when you sat down. I don't know. But the reason they're next to you, you will learn why they're next to you. Like there will be something, a feeling. It could just be emotion. It could be anything throughout the weekend and be like, wow, that person is, was in this room with me for this particular reason. I've had so many experiences where I'm like, something happens to someone else that triggers something in me that I'm like, that is why that person's here. That's why I'm here with this person mm-hmm. because I needed that. Okay. Do you sit next to the same people every time or do they mix it up? Once you have a mat, you have a mat for the whole weekend. Oh, you stays in that same spot. It's pressure. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure to use the right mat well, people. That's your pressure. It's no one else's pressure. So yeah, well, this is my first time. Okay, so I am not on the other side. Uh, like Do you think you there's right going to be a lot of first timers there? Like, what's what's the makeup? One less now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you two are new timers. I don't know. I know that there's quite a few repeaters coming mm-hmm. that I've journeyed with before to both weekends. So cool. Yeah. Going back to something you said earlier where mother just kind of shows you what you need to, mm-hmm. need to see. I'm worried, man. I'm going to walk into this for sure. I'm going to do it. But yeah, there's a lot of fear. Yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Yeah. I have no people that have done this and I've heard a lot of stories and maybe that's to my benefit. Maybe it's not. I don't know. We'll find out. And a lot of things is you just have to surrender to the pain or surrender to the emotions you're going through and then the... Release is on the other side of that surrender. But it feels like a death. That's mm-hmm. what I've heard. Is that true? Well, I mean, for that person's experience, it was. Yeah. It can be. Can you just generalize for this scenario? Like, it, if, like am I going to feel like I like old me died and new me is now here? I mean, I can't tell you that. I don't know. Do you feel like that for you? I don't know Damn what it. you're going to feel. All right. Would you say that's how you feel? Like the first time you did it? I hear a lot of talk about this in discussions with people afterwards is the group had a discussion with uh, about this topic over around Christmas was how do I feel like everything I've done up to this point has been wrong. Mm. And it's so, yes, I guess in that sense, you feel like you're a different person in the, in like a, a part of you did die or a part of you that maybe wasn't seeing things clearly or, as openly as you might be afterwards is gone. But I think that that's a good thing. And I think that it's a time to be grateful for the person that brought you to where you are Mm -hmm. because they 
were walking around carrying all these things that you didn't know were in there or that you didn't understand or that you were holding you down or weighing you down. And then suddenly you have this idea of how to work towards relieving yourself of those weights. Yeah. And you're awake to it. But that person did so much work and did such a great job to get you there to, to walk you into that room. Yeah. Yeah. So to protect you and get, keep you safe until that moment. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between having the awareness of something and then taking the action to change it. Right. Mm-hmm. So mother, father can teach you the awareness, but then it's up to you to implement it. Correct. Do you think yeah. you even have a choice at that point though? It sounds like you don't even have a choice. It sounds like the implementation just happens naturally because you changed or things. Yeah. Happened. I don't know. Like, cause I think that's the thing with therapy. Like therapy can bring the awareness, but I've, again, I've heard that ayahuasca can equal like 20 years of therapy in one night. It's an amazing healing tool. Jesus. So things will shift in you. But you also have to work to integrate it into your daily life. Right. But you will know it's there. And once you know, you can't unknow. One metaphor I've heard repeatedly is that it is a mountain that people ski down. That you're skiing down this mountain and you ski down this mountain over and over again. And you've made a trail. You've Mm -hmm. made a skiing trail. And that's your life. That's your whole life. And then Aya comes along and it's a snowstorm. And it covers the trail. Hmm. And now you have an opportunity to make a different trail. Yeah. Sounds like a life reset button, but you don't go back in time. It's just from that moment forward. Hmm. Like everything sounds yeah. like it's going to fracture. It sounds like a complete death of self in some way. Yeah. Very it's, morbid, but yeah, I'm with you. Just like, yeah. A lot of it has to do with death of ego. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Takes pieces will, I think, I believe pieces of the ego will die away or will break off or mm-hmm. will change or shift. And, I don't know if it'll be the whole one the first time. Maybe it will. Yeah. Maybe for you or you, it will. But she has a curriculum for you, you know? Like you go in and you want to work on this massive thing. Yeah. And she shows you something else. And Blind then you're spot. like, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that was there. And then you go again and she shows you this other thing. It's like, wow, okay. And then like they connect. And you're like, I never would have learned that if I didn't learn this. And then I never learned that if I didn't learn those other two things. And then all of a sudden, at some point, you'll hit that big thing that you've been working for. And it's like, the only way to work on that is to work on these first. Mm-hmm. And she knows that. All right. You refer to her, you refer to ayahuasca almost as if it's this living being. Like almost like it has personhood. Like it is its own entity. Yeah. Did that come from your initial experience or over time you've grown to feel like this drug is a living, breathing organism. She is a definitely a higher consciousness, and she's come here to help and heal. Okay. Is there a specific image you have of her? Me personally, yes. I have seen her a few times. Yeah. And everyone's, uh, I'm sure, would be different. Some people haven't seen her, and then most people, a lot of people have seen her. Like many, many, many people have seen her. She's come to them in certain forms, and it's different mm-hmm. for everyone. There was one time in my early on, maybe my one of my middle ones, four or five, where when I first dropped in, I was being picked up by all these vines and they were just wrapping around me and picking me up and I was in the jungle and they were just covering me and surrounding my whole body. And then at one point I broke, there was a space between the vines and I saw through and she was on the other side looking at me and she mm. is 
she was snake-like and I knew it was her and it was so brief and fast. I was like, oh, I was like, oh man, I just saw her. That was amazing. That was incredible. And it is incredible when you see her. I got to tell you. Okay. So is this happening? Eyes open? Like you're- Closed. You're, eyes closed. So you're, is your body moving like you are getting wrapped up in vines? I don't know. Like are you trying- At that moment, I didn't know. Yeah. What like my you, body was doing because I was in. I know my tolerance for like weed, for example, mm-hmm. is not high. Yeah. Is that something to- No. To, okay. <laughs> no, not even close. Great, nice question. No. Beautiful. Not You'll be fine. fine. Not at all. Here's the thing about Aya. You're going to drink mm-hmm. and it's a tiny amount. Yeah. And the shaman will have an amount that he feels is the right amount for you. And he's very accurate. Mm-hmm. You will drink it and you might drop in immediately. You might drop in in an hour or two. You I might hope that I'm not the last one to go. I do might, not want to see everybody like, else get started. Oh my God. I'll be so terrified. <laughs> Just like it's common. No, uh-uh. you might never drop in. And if that happens, it doesn't mean it's not working. It just means how she's working in you mm-hmm. is not needed for you to drop in, but you will come out with some sort of epiphany in the next week or two. Has that happened to you? I have never not felt something, but I have had different levels of dropping in and not, and not dropping in. And that could be the, over the course of like one night to the next night. Yes. Not just like different weekends. It could be the same night. Oh. It could be yeah. different nights. Yes. I have dropped in so deep that I was floating in a gray nothingness with <sighs> myself, me floating in front of me, looking back at me, talking to me, telling me things that I needed to hear. Wow. I've had cosmic sex. In this oh. rainbow world, <laughs> what that one? Yeah, uh, if I got to choose between yeah. gray world and cosmic sex, I'm going Give me the rainbow. Yeah. I've spent a whole weekend breaking out a madman that's inside of me from a onyx case packed in dirt, surrounded by petrified wood, and it was one of the most painful things that I've oh. done. Yeah, wait, emotionally painful or physically painful? Did you actually feel the pain? Both. Whoa. Then did you feel the sex? I was. Is that a form yes, of purging? I did. I did not ejaculation. I did not. You put that on the list earlier. I did yeah. not ejaculate. That's D. <laughs> I, I did not ejaculate, but I, my body was doing the motions. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is I've be talked to a past life. Oh, oh, where are you? Yeah. Oh, where are you? A Native American in 1810 in Minnesota. What tribe? I didn't get that information. We were working on something else together. <laughs> okay. What'd you get? What did your past life tell you? He was going up a river with his brother and they stopped on a stony beach and they were getting out and the brother who had a severe anger problem towards the world didn't know how to release it and was scared he was going to hurt innocent people Mm. and loved his brother so much and knew his brother loved him so much that he took a hatchet and hacked his brother in the back, which was my past life. And then took the hatchet and ran into the woods. And this guy crawled into the canoe and thought that his brother would come to his senses and come back and help him. And he stayed alive for three days. And then finally succumbed to his wounds. Uh, And we were talking about why his brother did that. Wow. (laughs) And we came to the conclusion that it was because this guy is so full of love and loved his brother so much that it was the only, it was the safest place for him to do it. 
And then he's like, well, why didn't he come back and, and help me? And he's like, why did he run away? Why didn't he come back and help me? He's like, well, because he loved you so much. Also, he loved you so much that he couldn't bear to watch you die. Mm. It had just broke him inside. And that was when I realized that I'm the Native American and I take on other people's emotions and I let they come to me with their dark stuff and they throw it all on me. And I would always just carry it and hold it and wonder when they're going to come back and take it back from me, especially in relationships. Yep. And talking to this gentleman in the canoe, we finally got him to let go of th- all these things with his brother. And then he evaporated into the ether. And that was my understanding of, I need to let go of other people's shit. Yeah. I can't hold yeah. on to it anymore. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh my God. If I can get like one tenth of that kind of experience, I'm in. It sounds like you're in for it. be like a win. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I will go back to another point I made earlier. I'm absolutely terrified of this. Yeah, this is. I'm. I mean, not uncommon. No, I hope not. I hope <laughs> no one's walking in and be like, "Yeah, fucking open me up, let's go." Yeah, dude, I'm still nervous every, every time. time I go. Wow. Every time I'm sitting there and the tea is in my hand, I am nervous. Don't do it! Don't do it! Oh boy! Gotta what do temperature it. is the tea? <laughs> Room. Good. Good. Yeah. Because if it's hot tea, I would have to wait. Yeah, you have to sip it or just burn your esophagus. Yeah. Yeah. Can't have that. That'd be a bad start. (laughs) Just a burn throat and be like, oh God, here we go. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Have you been thinking about meditating on pondering intentions for yourself? I have. Uh, If you'd like to share, I'd love to hear. If not, I can wait until… No, absolutely. I mean, I've been pretty vocal with both of you and maybe people listening about what I've been going through the past… I guess vocally with people I know for the past six months. But personally, therapy for about two and a half years. I mean, everything traces back to my childhood. Everything that's happened in my past, you know, 10, 12 years that's pretty fucked up directly relates to my childhood Mm -hmm. and programming that I picked up. Mm -hmm. My first intention I want to go in with is just to kind of heal the child in me. Mm. That's fine. Healing the child in you is a pretty amazing undertaking. Yeah. It's a pretty it, wonderful thing. I mean, there's so much, there's so much there. Like even today, I was waiting for the subway and I just had tears come to my eyes because I was just thinking about like all of the things I've kind of carried on my back and on my shoulders for I'm mm. turning 35 a week after we do this for the first time. So I wanna I wanna heal my inner child. Dude, this is gonna be incredible. You're already in the zone. Yeah. So there's so much sharing at the in this weekend. They there's so much sharing and talking and exactly how you're talking and like it's just everywhere and everybody's doing it yeah. and it feels so safe and so vulnerable and so open and honest and uh, it's beautiful man I'm so happy that you're there already and that you're going to be there with us mm-hmm. that's night one night two I want to or I don't know how it's going to come in but uh, <laughs> relax yo bro chill out <laughs> but then there's still a lot I need to look at in terms of like sexual trauma and, mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. which I think I'm really fearful about that Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was my uh, journey. Cosmic sex had to do with that. Breaking out the madman had to do with that. I actually, in that same journey, a different shaman than the one that you guys will be at, Mm -hmm. was working on me. Like he was, they they go around and blow smoke, this uh, tobacco on you, tobacco smoke on you, this healing tobacco smoke that kind of emphasizes and brings up and makes things move, shifts the energy a little bit. And he was working on me. And when he was doing that, I was, my hands went up in the air and I pinched them together. And I remember, my eyes were closed and I remember seeing 
holding this thin piece of paper and it wasn't a long ways. It was like, I was ripping it in the thin part. You know what I'm saying? Like it was sideways. The paper was sideways. It wasn't, I wasn't looking at it flat on and ripping it just in half. Mm -hmm. I was actually ripping the thin, as thin as it could be. I was ripping it apart and it was so painful. And as I was doing it, one side was my mother and the other side was my sexuality. And I was pulling them apart and it hurt. It like physically hurt. And I was like, and I remember I was like just muttering while it was happening. I was like, just rip it, just rip it, rip it open. God, just rip it. That's what it felt like. It was intense. Did you relate those two things together prior to going in there? I would say that not consciously. Okay, see, that's the shit that I'm absolutely terrified about. I mean, it's good, right? That's the healing that's process. That's what you're doing. That's what we're going for, right? But like, like, but isn't it a common thing, though? You no, know, I'm not saying that specific thing. I'm saying yeah. the idea oh, okay, yeah. of <clears throat> these incredibly difficult, painful, subconscious. Mm. I don't know, nodes of pain that you have in you, that you've had your entire life or that you've associated with certain things. Yeah. Like all of that just come to the forefront. Yeah. Was that yeah. a question? No, it's a oh. statement. It's a statement. It's it's yeah. just a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Because like that's out of left, not out of left field, but you know what I mean. Are you, you know going to go in just blindly and see what happens? Or are you going to, what are you, you going to do, my friend? I don't know. I was... I have been definitely procrastinating on the idea of coming up with things and intentions I want to work on. I started going to therapy about a year and a half ago, and that's done wonders for me mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And it's helped me resolve, I guess, surface level traumas over the course of my life and kind of redefine how I approach certain situations and what I hold on to. I'm very similar to you in that way, where I hold on to other people's stuff, how you were, mm-hmm. where I hold on to other people's stuff and always want to be the helper and fix things and please bring me your problems because even if I can't help you, I can at least take it from you or commiserate with you. Mm. But I think I kind of want, for this first experience, I kind of want to just go in relatively blind and relatively empty canvas because I don't really know what my end goal is on this. So I don't really want to kind of push myself in a direction. I would rather, if it truly is something that just is going to bring up deep, dark things within me to work on, I just want to let them come out, you know, let, let's see what they are. Let's start addressing them. And I don't really want to guide it in any way. I mean, I could go after, I could go after childhood trauma. I can go after, you know, always feeling like, I guess like the run of the litter being shorter, balding early, not being like the atypical Italian American white skin, fair complexion person. And also not being like, I guess like dark skin enough to fit in with, other ethnicities. So I was always kind of like an out of place kid growing up. Mm. And I always just covered it with like trying to be funny or social, but I don't know. I, I don't really want, I don't know. Maybe I will attack that in the room. Maybe that will come to the forefront, but I don't know what it's going to be. And I kind of want to just let it happen. Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think that's where it would go. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That seems, I don't know. It seems right. Yeah. Like it sounds like she's going to show you whatever you need to see. And it's going to yeah. be like divine timing, right? Mm. Yeah. I do like the idea that there's a part of like the old self that dies away and that you feel like you've, I guess when you guys were talking in this group that you feel like you've been doing everything wrong. Cause that's kind of a feeling I've had my entire life already. 
So it would be nice to have that transition to be like, oh, here's the right path. And I kind of feel like I've always been relatively wayward. Like I'm not in a career that I enjoy. It doesn't fulfill me. I'm not even sure if I'm in a city that I enjoy. So I, uh, yeah, I've actually been thinking. You know, I I tried to go back to school a couple years ago and never really latched on to anything I found interesting enough. And I felt like I was just going to educate myself just for the just to educate myself for no actual purpose. So I think I'm at a point in my life right now where I I'm hoping that I get some guidance and some direction. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really want to go into it with that because I don't want to skew it with the past. And what I've, you know, latched onto the idea that you have to make a bunch of money, that you have to be successful in certain ways, that you need to have a wife, that you need to have kids, that you need to have a house. Societal standards. Yeah. So I feel like they're way too ingrained internally for me to try and create intentions. I really just be like, that's already a poisoned well. I just want to see what happens. Cool. Yeah. I have a couple things that I would like to say. One is possibly when looking at the past— And the idea of thinking that one has been doing the wrong thing coming out of this and instead of thinking one has done the wrong thing or been doing the wrong things, realizing that reforming the story and be like, oh, I just have been doing, I've been doing the right things because all that stuff is what I did. Because what you do is what you do and you can't, nothing's, nothing's wrong. Right. And also the intention setting For me, I experimented with not setting an intention. It brought up some stuff for me. And then the next night, I actually learned how best to communicate my intention to her. And I was like, through talking to someone on San Pedro the next day, I had a long conversation with this lovely woman. And she kind of guided me to how to actually talk to Aya and you can talk to her very specifically. You can talk to her very upfront and be like, I would love you to assist me in finding where this stems from. Like mm-hmm. very specific, specific stuff. Wow. And she'll listen. And you can talk to her when you're dropping into it. Like if, if something's gotten a little too intense for you, you can say, I feel like I get where you're going with this and I'd like to move on to something else. Mm. And she might listen to you and she might not. <laughs> but right. you can talk to her like that. Yeah. When I first started thinking about intentions, I was like, I just want to survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show me some shit and get me out the other side, please. You will survive. Yeah. Everyone survives. <laughs> That's pretty crazy about father where you're literally on that for 10 hours and you're communicating in a community with people about no. the night before. Yeah, so you do Aya, very private, very internal, and then you wake up in the morning. What are we sleeping on? Mats. Or possibly there are a lot of beds in the house as well, so possibly you can move to a bed if that's available. Uh And then the next day you wake up and within like an hour of being awake, you drink the San Pedro. (laughs) And then… Because why wait? Why and then just get, after, away? get and then after it? You sit and then you're the like, part of waking you up. sit in silence or San walk Pedro around in silence in for like an hour, hour and a half. And then you're on San Pedro the whole day. And then somewhere in the halfway through the day, there's a share circle and everybody sits around and talks about their experience the night before, one at a time. Wow. And it's the most powerful part for me, I think. It's 
so amazing to hear somebody else's experience and it, how, and then like you relate to it or you just emote or you purge a little bit. Like I cry so much when people are talking about their stuff. Yeah. It is so beautiful. And then you're on it the rest of the day and then you go right back into Aya. That same night. The same night. Wow. The next night. So you're doing nighttime all day into nighttime. So you're doing. And then all day again the next day wow. on San Pedro. And then that night, the Saturday night, will be a night of just community and hanging and you won't be doing any medicine and then wake up the next day, have a little time to talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do a little uh, integration workshop and then you're around the world. Yeah. I'm curious. So it sounds like, you know, a lot of these people. I know most of the people and that have so been up there before. Yes. What type of community is it outside of this retreat? Like, are you in touch yes. here in the city? Yeah. Yeah. Well, those that live in the city. Yeah. We try to get together occasionally mm-hmm. uh, every once a month or once every other month, or even if it's just a couple of people, mm-hmm. we've had a big potluck before with a larger group of people. It's wonderful. It's so supportive. And it's just, it's also great to be in contact with these people because you're going to want to talk to them. At some point, you may, well, I, I'm not going to say you're going to want to talk to you, but you may want to talk to somebody or throw out something to the group and be like, this is what's going on. Anybody else exp- having experience with this? And then you might get some wisdom in return. You said that, that there's people that have not had their moment of realization for several weeks after this event or experience. I mean, somewhere in the world, yes. Right. But for the most part, it's pretty immediate. That's the case if you don't, it feels like nothing's happening to you. Right. That's in that case. I feel like at some point after you leave the space, you will have a realization that will affect you. But yes, most people have a realization or powerful images or thoughts or phrases or anything, feelings that will help them to shift or to integrate or to move forward into something new. And those people will also, for the next week or two, still be having like, oh, aha moments. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Another thing that's coming up for me is my relationship with alcohol. Mm. And I know that that is something that drastically changed for you. Like even going the 10 days before the ceremony without having a drink, I'm like, oh, fuck, can I do that? All 10? All 10? Like yesterday was Monday. I'm like, I want to drink. And Jackson's like, it's Monday. I'm like, so why does that matter? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I've had some amazing times. Some I don't remember, but they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But it also feels like I'm being pulled in a different direction. And so when I'm having my insanely fun drinking binges, it's, it's fun. But then the next day, I just feel like I've completely lost my purpose and my, my direction. And so I'm, I'm curious to see if that comes up for me and mm. if anything changes. That's great. Yeah. It'll be a nice ride for you to uh, purge that or cleanse that, clean that out before you go in. Mm-hmm. Also, good. I've just been nauseous for like six months after, after my breakup. I've just had a need to throw up. Jackson and I were actually in the space for New Year's and there are a bunch of like drunk young kids. A lot of throw up. A lot of throw up. A lot of yeah. throw up. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't look at it. Like, not just that, but like the littlest thing, even like uh, some cat shit, like will make me want to throw up. So like, I feel like… Not sitting next to you, bud. Yeah, don't sit next to me. Well, it's probably better that way than the other way. 
All right, this is a good segue into another question that I wanted to ask. It's kind of a throwaway question, but I'm really curious. And this goes back to the idea of purging. How many sets of white is a good recommended amount to bring? <laughs> you can wear the same set the whole weekend. What? You're not going to get anything on you. What? Unless what? you spill. What about like? Unless you spill something on you. What if you shit yourself? Yes. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. You're not going to shit yourself. What? What do you mean? You will make it to the bathroom. Oh. Oh. Wait. What? You will oh. always make it to the bathroom to shit. Oh, oh. I didn't think you could leave. And you, yeah, have, I no, you can happen. get up and walk to the bathroom. <laughs> you can leave the room. Yeah, but you I, have buckets to throw up in, and you can leave the room. You will all like you will be well warned in advance if you need to do that. All right, thirty percent of my anxiety By, just went away. Yeah, and right then there. yeah, and then you'd be like, oh, I have to shit, and then you just get up and you walk out of the room. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's a lot that's easier. A lot and if you get up and you find you need help to move, someone will come over there and help you walk out of the room. <laughs> uh, I want to be Iowa walking so bad. Iowa I want to be Iowa walking so bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I see this is a really good opportunity to explore, like, you know, the stuff that's on the inside. Mm. I feel a lot less apprehensive after talking to you, Joel, about this. Great. Knowing you're going to be there too is going to be, that's helpful already. Oh, that's huge. Huge. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited that that I get to be there with you guys too. I really, really am thrilled. When you guys signed up, I was like, oh man, I wish I was there with him. I wish I was there with him. And then my girlfriend last Thursday was like, I think I want to do the second weekend too. And I was like, really? Wait, what? (laughs) That's amazing. In, in. Yeah. So we did that. Wow. And now we get to be there together. Oh yeah. It's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. There's no, I mean, obviously we're doing it two nights in a row, but you're doing it two weekends in a row. Is Can you get emotional or spiritual fatigue from doing it too often, too regularly? Yeah, I mean, at some point you're going to want to take a step back and integrate all the stuff that you got th- that downloaded, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the questions I have. Like, after four ceremonies in the matter of like 48 hours, are you just completely wiped and drained coming back on Sunday to your normal life? Or like, do you need to like go into silence and what's like, what's the integration process? Like? You might be, and you might not be. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's the, it, it's the great, one of the great things about being up there is all the, the facilitators, the shaman and other facilitators, when they talk and when they explain this stuff to you, it always comes with, this may happen mm. and this may happen. And this may not happen, and this may not happen, and maybe it'll happen and not happen at the same time. Like, it's different for everyone, and everything is right, and everything is supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. And that's the most amazing metaphor for life is you go up there and you're like, okay, I'm, I expect to experience this, mm-hmm. but you might not, but you might, and you might experience something so far away from it that you learn what you wanted to learn from that experience, but you didn't learn. I don't know. It's amazing. I don't know if I answered your question. I think I kind of got carried away there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you did. Yeah. It may happen. It may not happen. You might come yes. back refreshed. You might come back absolutely like, oh, destroyed. I need, to, I need to leave. I need to go yeah. somewhere else. It, it's might be energized. It's recommended to journal or bring, to bring a journal. Yes. And it sounded like there is not any time to... Pull that out on the train right back. Oh, there's yeah. plenty. There's major time, and we're in nature, correct? There is nature around us. Beautiful. There's so much time to journal. By the way, the first hour when you're on father and you're waiting for it to kick in is time to journal. Mm. It's okay. quiet time. You're not supposed to talk to anybody. 
Yeah. So you just write. I've been using a, a jewel during this entire podcast. Is that something that I have to remove from my life as well for this experience? Yes. <gasps> Great. Great. I was actually happy that that was going to be the answer. For the 10 days leading up to it? It's highly recommended. But you, you got to keep that in like a couple of days. A couple of days. You want to not do that. All right. You know how I did, how I got over mine, right? Yeah. You threw it out. I threw it out of a window. Yeah. Moving car. Yeah. And then I went and spent seven days with my family. That was great. I'm not going to do option B. No, not the second part. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can't wait to be there with you guys. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about this. It filled me with so much joy when you guys reached out and wanted information and wanted to do this. Because it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I've been wanting to do this now probably like a year and a half, two years. And I had even signed up yeah, to I do remember. it. I remember. In, in, in Bushwick. And mm-hmm. it turned out, this was a year ago. It turned out to be like the coldest day in history. I had to cancel the last minute for something. And uh, I think it just kept playing into like, it's not the right time. And it wasn't like if I compared my life from when we're doing it's it's funny it's it's about a year later, but so much has changed in my life in the past year. I think it's it's all about timing. Yeah, fucking hell, I'm so excited. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Terrifying but awesome. Grateful to have you going on this journey with me. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on this, bud. Fucking hell. Yeah, and Joel, thanks for your guidance. It's a pleasure. I hope that it is good guidance and not a little frivol frabble coming out of my mouth. Eleven times, I don't <laughs> think it's frivol frabble. Yeah, I think you know a little something. This has been awesome to talk with you. I really like. I really like this. Yeah, I like, yeah. you know, nice. Can we agree that we'll do an episode after we have our ceremony? We'll I mean, we might. We might not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so good and. Whatever happens will be the right, the yeah, right, right way, the right, right call. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh. Mother and father are going to take care of us. All right, guys. Much love. Thank you so much for Thank everybody you. listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Learning Human Podcast. Thank you to Joel and Jackson for sharing your words and your thoughts and your feelings. Feel free to reach out to us. Feel free to subscribe. Make sure to listen to the follow-up episode after we did the ceremony, post-Ayahuasca Wachuma Retreat Ceremony episode. That one is stupidly great. We've had our minds blasted, our souls amplified, and it's a really insightful, impactful, beautiful episode, and I can't recommend it enough. Until next time, stay curious, and thanks for learning.